Hey everybody, welcome to Mare Studies. I'm one of your hosts, Jill. And I'm the other host, Lucas. Welcome to Mayor Studies. Thanks for hanging I out with us. Welcome, though. Well, now they're double welcome. Okay. Has anyone ever been too welcome before? Probably not. Have you ever been like, you know what, man? I'm just I like feel too welcome, too welcome here. here. <laughs> I want out. No. Uh, we're rolling out the red carpet for you guys today. Come on in, hang out. Well, it is Wipe their choice. Wipe your feet on the welcome mat. It is their choice, their choice song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm usually the one who keeps track of these things. Mm -hmm. I think this is episode 23. I forgot oh, yeah, to look before look. we started. We're I too think busy it's talking about the font size of your lyrics. of my notes. Yes, I think it's episode twenty-three, and the song that we're doing today is. I don't trust myself. Parentheses with loving you in parentheses. There we go. I didn't see this one coming, as I generally don't when mm -hmm. the Instagram followers pick the song. I voted for three by five personally. I'm not gonna get into how you don't need to be voting again. Fan first, Jill. Fan first. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump right into John and the News. I would still listen to this podcast even if I wasn't on it. Would you? Yeah. I would. I yeah. would. I don't ironically particularly enjoy podcasts much, but I would listen to this one. The only, In fact, the only podcast I'd ever listened to before I started my moderately successful other podcast mm -hmm. was... If, Wildly successful. <laughs> actually, now it is pretty. Yeah. yeah. Um, is if John Mayer was on a podcast. He's oh, on okay. like Jeffrey Ross's. Okay. Podcast, mm -hmm. And I was at jury duty. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I've got some time to figure out what a podcast is and how to listen to it. And I did. And it got me through jury duty. And I don't know if I like put on Instagram or Twitter, like, oh, thanks at John Mayer and at Jeffrey Ross, because this got me through jury duty. And Jeffrey Ross like liked it or retweeted no it. No way. Yeah. And I mean, that was exciting. But I was like, are you going to say anything, John? Right. <laughs> Hello? Where, John, where are you at, buddy? We're coming through. Although we all know he's instant answered me on Twitter before. That's very true. And I met him in real life, which brings me to my John in the News. Okay, all right. What a lovely segue. Perfect. The first week of October, Yes. we will finally be, as promised, mm -hmm. doing our special podcast episode to celebrate our six-month anniversary. Not a friendship, but of podcasting. Yeah. A reunited friendship, though. Yeah, yeah. Of, of business partnership. Business partnership. Successful business partnership, as you sit in a tank top. The fledgling business. <laughs> <laughs> it's fledgling a bit. Um, What's wrong with podcasting in a tank top? No, it's just because you said business, and business people don't wear tank tops. There is literally I like a record heat wave going on in California <laughs> right now. It is literally 110 degrees. It is 110 <laughs> degrees outside right now. And you thought I was going to show up in a three-piece suit? <laughs> I don't think you own a three-piece I do own a three-piece suit. You probably own suit. two of the pieces. <laughs> I own all three of the pieces. Is your um, underneath the shirt, like, sleeveless, but with buttons? That's, no, I usually just don't even wear the underneath shirt. I just wear the vest <laughs> and the jacket. Oh, if you guys knew Lucas, you'd laugh so hard because he dresses different. Um, I dress different. I just you don't. He dresses nude. <laughs> I don't wear a lot of, like, clothes. I like to, like, sleeveless shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what am I talking about? Six-month anniversary. Yeah, so we will be discussing... Uh, the time I met John Mayer. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he was delightful. And my friend Amy, who's been on the podcast before, was with me in Vegas when I met John. So she's going to come on the podcast to tell the story to keep me honest. Nice. Keep the facts legit. And Lucas, of course, will be here for your color commentary, if you will, since yeah. he was not there. And I feel like I didn't talk to you about it when it happened. I actually know very little of the yeah, story. Yeah, considering how much I talk about it in life, I'm surprised how little you know about it, too. You may have absolutely told me every single thing about it. Ago. But it was a long time ago. And I'm a very old person, so. It was when we were broken up. Oh, Friendship was it? broken up, yes. It, yes. Was it really? It was. Wow, okay. 
It was it was right around that time. So we might not we might have never talked about it in detail. No. Anyway, um, it's gonna be real exciting. And that week there will be no song recap. We will just be focusing on how I actually met John Mayer once. Anyways, the last thing I want to say about John in the news is that he posted a TikTok, which we haven't seen in a long time. Seems forced by his label to have got TikTok, <laughs> so I'm, I never expected to see him on it again. Have you? Did you follow the Halsey thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so he, I don't, you know, obviously he knows what he's doing. Because he, he knows. Did you see the TikTok? Oh, he knows. Did I send it to you? Yeah, you sent yeah. it to me. But I'd seen it before. So he's you like it to me. laying on his back, the phone propped up next to him, playing the guitar, the Top Gun mm-hmm. theme song, which he has a lot of debate about if it's Top Gun or Top Gun. I don't even know. I can't even do it. You emphasis on one or the other. Right. How do you say it? We talked about it before. Top Gun. Top Gun. It's Top Gun. Top Gun. It's not Top Gun. No, yeah. Top Gun. Top Gun. Okay. <laughs> top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun's a real. Because he's like, it's one word. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, really off the rails once again. Too comfortable you know, you know the podcast. You know what I do like that? Um, Home Depot? No, it's Home Depot. Right. I know I'm wrong. Yeah. I, just, I, I say like, Home Depot. Why? I don't know. Why are you singing That's how it? my dad said it, and it just like stuck that, in my life. Yeah. yeah. But I know it's the Home Depot. You know what I word? listen to the commercials, and they say, welcome Home. to the Home Depot. They say it very specifically. You know what word people say differently? Mm. Is kitchen. Really? I'm at work a lot. Uh huh. Nope, that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> I am at work a lot. We say the word kitten or kittens at my work a lot, and you say like kitten or oh. kitten. Like I say it very over the top or just kitten. Mm-hmm. But I say it like extra pronunciated. Mm-hmm. I get made fun of it a lot. For my it. wife says nothing like that. Like the word nothing. Nothing. There's some something about the way she says nothing that mm. is just like always like putting a little extra on it. Yeah, it always yeah. gets my attention. I'm like, mm. yeah, that's not how you say it. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, he looked really handsome. Of Everyone course, Everyone loves he did. Top Gun, and I just I don't appreciate it. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Quit being attractive if you're not going to at least be friends with me. Um. I don't know that he can really turn that off, and I don't know that it's in his best interest to turn it off. No, I don't think he's worried about it. Yeah. All right, song bio. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. Back to my favorite John Mayer album, which mm. is Continuum. Second uh, favorite album, you mean? For you. Oh. My favorite is Continuum. Uh, I Don't Trust Myself, parentheses, with Loving You is the second track on the album. was not a single, um, but has a, is a beloved song nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, we talked about Continuum a whole lot. It's probably the flagship John Mayer album. It definitely launched him to a different level of his career. Totally. And then he his career after Continuum has pretty much been a response to the fact that Continuum was so big. Correct. Uh, he was working with Pino Palladino on bass, a longtime collaborator who he's still playing with even up to the Sob Rock Tour, was the bass player on the Sob Rock Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Steve Jordan, also a longtime collaborator and producing partner who also helped produce this particular track. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it? There's, uh, I guess we could put this here, because you sent me a thing with somebody asking about the guitar yeah, tone. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and put it here. Yeah. So, it's a very interesting sounding guitar. Um, Even I noticed it. Yeah, yeah. Tons of cool stuff. If you remember bi- the Bigger Than My Body episode, I talked about the Adrenaline uh, multi-effects pedal. Right. There's three versions of it, Adrenaline 1, 2, and 3. And it's a real original names they came up with. Well, the guy who uh, created his last name is Lynn. Mm-hmm. So it's like Adrenaline. It's not spelled oh, like Adrenaline. It's spelled like his L-I-N-N. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's Roger Lynn is the guy who created it. Um, and so 
this sound is actually, I thought this was a slam dunk case, right? The adrenaline one is what he used for bigger than my body. Adrenaline two comes out. This effect that he's using on this song is a preset on the adrenaline two. Slam dunk, right? We know he uses the adrenaline pedal. He used it on Bigger Than My Body, the album right before this. Okay. So it's got to be that, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out it's a little murky. Mm-hmm. He may have actually used that on the recording, but there's plenty of live footage oh. where people are taking pictures of his pedal rig, uh. and he doesn't have that on his rig. Well, then what is it? So it could be a number of things. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing is I watched a video where he did with his guitar tech mm-hmm. and his guitar tech has even more effects pedals like backstage mm-hmm. that aren't even on stage that he's controlling for John. Okay. So it's in, in, entirely possible that he's using the adrenaline pedal and it's backstage and that's just why we don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's the Qtron. Yes. And as a matter of fact, he does have a Qtron in his pedal rig on a lot of these things. So that very well could be the case. Really what it comes down to is it's an envelope filter and it's a sound that you can get from a whole bunch of different ways. What's important about it is that you have to finger pick it because it's dynamic. So the harder you play it, the more different it sounds. Mm-hmm. So in order to get the right sound, you've got to like finger, finger pick it. You mean you can't use a guitar He's pick? He's not using a guitar means? pick, okay. yeah. He's just using fingers on both hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people on the internet who will swear up and down on either on either case. Like it's clearly the adrenaline too. It's clearly the Qtron. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I, apparently, obvi- I mean, obviously, you can get the same sound from more than one source. We should so. add this to the list of things we're going to ask him someday that I never write down. Yeah, for those of you who are interested in this kind of thing, there is actually I actually watched a YouTube video that was pretty cool. Dude from Europe somewhere. He had some sort of accent that he like basically ran through like exactly how to get this tone. Like what you do to the amp settings, what kind of guitar you should be using, what kind of amp you should be using, how you gain stage, all of that stuff. So you're into, if you're into that kind of stuff, that information is out there. There is no shortage of scholarship on John Mayer's guitar tone. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, I would say something clever back, but that was all over my head. There you go. So let's get into favorite or notable versions of the song, which yes. is not over my head. Right. Um, I have a very strong well, favorite. Take, go ahead. Start, start off. You, you know what I'm going to say, right? Where the light is? When I went and saw John Mayer oh, live, duh. what was the one thing I kept saying over and over again after that show? Um, that something jammed so hard. And it had this no business song, jamming so hard. This, bu- this song right. has no business grooving this hard. Literally someone on the Instagram oh. comments basically said the same thing. I can't believe I didn't make that connection. You yes. said that to me so many times. I saw it live, and I've always liked this song, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I've always enjoyed the song. It's uh, one of my favorite songs. When you came and saw my band play for the first time, this was the very first song we played. That is right. right? We played yes. this just for you. Oh, that was just my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they start playing it live, and like I've even watching like audience videos from the Sob Rock. Like Steve Ferroni, who's playing drums on the, on the tour, is just he's half, uh, not even half, just the slightest bit behind the beat on both his kick drum and his snare drum, and it's so incredibly difficult to be that precise. Mm-hmm. Like if if to non musicians, non drummers, what I'm saying is probably not going to make any sense. Yeah, because like why would again. you not want to be on the beat? But we're I, talking exactly. such infinitesimal subdivisions 
that you can feel if you can't even if you can't understand it. And if you didn't know how to look for it, you wouldn't notice it. Mm -hmm. But he's just on the back end of the beat, and it just creates this incredible groove. The like pulsating like guitar part is just a it's just an incredible groove. The like the pop. Uh, of, of the of the bass at the end of the phrase is just the, it grew live it was just and he jams it out at the end mm -hmm. the song goes at the end and I just never wanted it to end it was like the entire room was suspended floating in this groove and I never wanted it to end well, I don't know what I'm supposed to follow up any of that with in my comment that wasn't your experience <laughs> I don't even remember if you played that song um, I, I just wanted to say in a minute ago you said it in Incandescible Scootalaroo or whatever. Infinitesimal? <laughs> there you go. It's like infinite but the opposite direction. No, I understood of... by the context of the okay. sentence what it meant. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But I was saying to my mom that Amy was going to be on the podcast. Uh -huh. I think she forgot that she already was. And she goes, oh, that's good. <laughs> this is so mean. She didn't mean to me. Just, that's good because she could keep up with like whatever big fancy words Lucas uses. And I was like, <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> and then you said incandescible or whatever <laughs> yeah that's the way i said case. yes yeah. sorry i don't mean to i'm not trying to be like pedantic or anything I'm like not... that i'm just like <laughs> you just did i'm an educator by nature and no. it's just I mean, you did it on purpose that i time. did not i promise yeah, this is just how i talk I can vouch for that. It's not because we're recording. Yeah, this is how you just talk. how I talk. It reminds me of how John Mayer talks, where sometimes I'm just like, you're just using big words because you can. Like, those aren't necessary. Mm -hmm. Remember that we were driving to a concert, mm -hmm. probably Jimmy Eat World. We were much younger, and I get very antsy driving far, and so I, like, lane change for no reason. Mm -hmm. And you said, oh, my God, why do you keep making superfluous lane changes? Oh, that's definitely something I would say. Yes, and I was like, what is superfluous? And every time I make a lane change, whether it's... I'm not joking. Every that was like 15, no, 20 something years ago. Uh -huh. Every time I make a lane change for any reason, I think oh, I'm making a superfluous lane oh, change. Oh my goodness! All right, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the song. Talking about favorite versions of the song. So mine's clearly the live version that I experienced. Yes. Also, the fan, fan cam videos of the Sob Rock tour mm -hmm. also great. Where the light is is good, yeah. but I think it's better now. Despite the fact that the, he doesn't have live brass with him now, like mm -hmm. he did back in the day, um, keyboard two, uh, Greg Fillingaines is playing the, the brass parts on his keyboard. Oh, I think he's the guy who dances around a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm really into him. Um, so I, you know, I, I just feel so less passionate. I like Where the Light Is, and mm -hmm. I also like the album version. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I think Lucas has said enough. Let's go into song meeting. The album version is great. No, like no, the, we're still sonically, going. <laughs> the sound of it on the album version is super great. So. Oh, I did want to say, too, when I was watching the Where the Light Is version, it sounds, sometimes songs sound like the guitar is, like, talking. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the guitar sound was really... No, I just think that will say weird, but different mm -hmm. and groovy -er. For sure. And I'm not as, I, I love the song. I'm not as excited and as passionate as some people, as specific to the groove sensation, mm -hmm. but I just know that my ears like it. And I feel like I shouldn't even be hosting this podcast with this part well, with so my commentary. Here's what's interesting. You said you felt like the guitar is talking. There yes. are parts of this song where he, as the lead guitar player, is mm -hmm. also playing what he's singing mm -hmm. at the same time. So he's literally playing on the lead guitar what, what he's, he's singing. singing. Yeah, yeah so like the notes, you mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. Like it's note for note, like mm-hmm. the the line he's singing. So it, he is like in effect like singing it as well through his guitar. Nice. Not through the whole song, but just. At you said parts. that more eloquent than lame than me. My mom will be so proud. Hey, eloquent! What a big word. <laughs> I said eloquently, and I don't even know if that is a word. It is. <laughs> okay. Of course, it's just the adverbal adverbial form. <laughs> oh my god! Let's talk about song meeting, and stuff. All right. <laughs> Not my game. <laughs> I'm gonna get a thesaurus for the next episode. Um. So. I don't know. I have a hot take. Oh, I love a hot take. I didn't wait, think... wait. Should I, should I, should I like ice myself down now? Ice myself down. Let's go. And given this weather, yes. I didn't think my take was hot until I saw the internet comments. Okay. I feel like this song is about a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. and you forget because it's hidden and and covered by a sultry sound, and. Fabulous lyrics. I love a good which is how a toxic relationship works. There you go. That is all I walked away with. Man, these people shouldn't be together. Man, is this problematic? I could go into further detail, but we well, I guess we're in the no, we're not in the lyrics, so I won't. Mm. And it's just a real strong warning that we shouldn't be together, but we're gonna be anyway. And I don't understand. The internet's response in such an opposite direction, which we'll get into with like the turns the ladies on quiet song aspect, mm-hmm. and I, like no, I, I never find no one agreeing with me in Instagram comments. Mm-hmm. I never find someone who like I always write my notes first before I read them because I don't want to you know overlap. I am a, I'm alone on an island here. I am Walt. I'm nice. off in my submarine by <laughs> nice. myself. What what is your take on the song? So I I'm unaware of the internet's That's take true. on the song. Yeah. Most of my research was about the musical part of it, so mm-hmm. I'm very aware of the internet's take on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see this as a toxic relationship. I okay. see this as a toxic person. Oh, that's fair. I'm not getting anything yeah. toxic from the other person here. Thank you. This is just a You're really right. self-aware toxic person mm-hmm. who's like, I'm trouble, and it reminds me of me hmm. because the very first phone conversation I had with the woman that I would go on to marry mm-hmm. and we're almost up to 10 years of marriage coming up here in a couple of months mm-hmm. um, I t- tried to talk her out of dating me I was this you call, guy you called her to tell her not to date you yes that I was even like make any you sense. should you, I no, don't you're just waste your time with me no, I am not the one you. you want no this is get out of my house I really well, I <laughs> really leave did your phone so I can finish recording right? I spent the entire time like no you really sh- you, dating me is just going to be a waste of your time mm-hmm. I'm this I'm that I don't ever want to get married I don't ever want to be, be like exclusive I want to be able to date whoever I want to date and mm-hmm. I don't want to have to like answer to somebody about that um, you know yeah no you went through a I phase changed. like that that's true yeah. I see what you're saying yeah there's some, so you, you're saying uh, you identify with the song then yeah for sure I, like I said I, I was definitely that guy of like oh, no no if you need because I know that she needed some stability in her life I needed she wanted you know she wanted all of that and I was like then I'm not, I'm not the guy you want to have fun yeah great I'm, I'm a really great two weeks yeah. You know, you're going to have a great two weeks. I actually said something similar to you because in no, like, dislike towards your wife, I was mm-hmm. like, this woman has a child. I think this is not something that you should even dip your toe in. Don't right. mess with two people's lives. Right. When you go mess with one girl's life, do you, you do you, boo. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But be, being a mom myself, I had, like, really strong reservations. And I was wrong. 
And you were wrong. Well, but Everyone all, was wrong but Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew somehow from the beginning. It would all work out. Before we ever talked, she knew we were going to get married. Isn't that crazy? Oh, she was right. You she know was you right. know, as they say. And, and I totally understood your reservations about the parent thing. And I, like me and Nevaeh didn't even, my daughter, didn't even meet until... Me and Sam had been together for five months. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there's something real here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I, I think I, w- I was at game night when I first called her my girlfriend. She wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. But her and I were going away. We were going to Vegas together. And mm-hmm. I was telling you about it. And it felt weird to be like, I'm going to Vegas with this girl I'm seeing. Yeah. So I just started calling her my girlfriend. Yeah. And then I told Sam later, I was like, hey, I was with my friends. And I just started calling you my girlfriend to make sense of it. Is that okay with you? She's mm-hmm. like, Yeah. So I'm your girlfriend now? I was like, yeah, I guess you're my girlfriend now. Well, this is off topic, but on topic, and then we'll get back to the song. But I remember when I came to your house to meet Nevaeh, uh-huh. I was just a toddler. Uh-huh. And I'd already met Sam. So right. like you were like, oh, no, we have to, you just automatically loved her so much. And so I came in, and she was like straight up climbing on the top of the couch, like trying to knock over a lamp. Uh-huh. And I'm like, perhaps we should stop her. And you're like, no, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Just let her be. I was like, no, this isn't sa- Oh, my God. And yeah. it, you're a great dad. Thank One you. of the best. But it was just so funny watching you be so clueless. At the yeah, start. because like I, you know, uh, Nevaeh was four months old when we started dating. Right? Yeah. So she was, she was already there. And then, like I said, there's like this five month like feeling out process where I was like, I'm not gonna be in this kid's life and then be out. Yeah. So I wasn't in the kid's life till I was like, I actually might not be out. Yeah. This idea of me like leaving is kind of like, I'm not super into it. I might stick around. And then I knew like such a huge part of your life I can't, we can't move forward until I meet your kid. Yeah. Like, that's just a huge part of your life totally. that, if we're going to be serious, is going to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the very first time I hung out with her, you know, I've heard told you the story a billion times. I just, like, immediately was, like, done. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's no that way. That was obvious by the lamp swinging. <laughs> what? You, you've gotten a little stricter since then. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to learn how to be a dad. Yeah, you were, I, like, so, it was so cute. Yeah. Okay, back to the song. Yes. It has nothing to do with kids. Um, uh, favorite lyric. Favorite lyric. So... I really searched for a different lyric. Okay. So I could not be basic, uh-huh. but pretty much everyone's is, who do you love, me, me. or the thought of me? Yeah. Which when you are a celebrity, I would imagine, I think we all can resonate with that. Yeah. But when you're a celebrity, it's like, yeah, that's got to be hard. Even if you're dating another celebrity. Yeah. Because celebrities can still get starstruck, can still appreciate status or whatever. So I just, that just cuts, that cut me deep. Because as we all know, I just want John Mayer to have like a home-cooked meal and a hug. Mm-hmm. And to be in the best possible place that he can be and to be happy. And so when he writes lyrics that break my heart, it breaks my heart. And especially in the context of the rest of the song, right? Yeah. Where he's yeah. saying, like, I'm not great. What is up with that? I'm not. Yeah. Uh, and, like, do you really love me? Or yeah. do you just love what you think I am? Because I'm telling you this is going to end in disaster. And then I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. You're going to get back together with me. The arrogance. I'm telling you, the arrogance in the song, there's, what, five lyrics? And it says so much. Mm-hmm. I'm damaged. Why do you even like me? Oh, and by the way, I'm going to leave and come back as many times as I want. It's going to work out. Well, and he's saying in verse two, he's like, I only want what I can have. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, once, I, once I'm back where we started, then I'll want you again. When yeah. I have you, when you, once you let me in, I won't want you anymore. Like, someone who's thinking like this should maybe seek some therapy. And he may have. Yeah, maybe he did. Because if you're right. at least so self-aware, you can write about it. Should probably take some steps to correct it. What is hold on to whatever you find? Hold on to whatever will get you through. What whatever will get you through being with him? Yeah, he's such a mess. Yes, that is. 
That is so red flaggy. Why are people thinking this is a turn for ladies on song? Whatever Why part am I of because you're feeling very passionate <laughs> Sorry about. Sorry if this. you had to turn your, your volume down. It's like whatever you can find in me in this relationship that gets you through, then like hold on to that because you're not going to get a whole lot from me. And like my wife that very much did that. She like mm -hmm. there's I'd say something or we'd have some time or whatever and she'd like absolutely would lock that away and hold on to that like yeah there's hope here there's a mm -hmm. future and i always say it's like our story i hate telling people our story because it's just like don't do it all along the line it's like this is what gets people in trouble because they hear a story like ours that worked out and like oh okay yeah, so i'll just that's like nonsense yeah not your story but that right thinking is nonsense and yeah. just like through a million different things ours happened to work out but like when I say my story, I understand, like, oh, no, she should have been out long, long ago. Yeah. I mean, not yet with that. I mean, yeah, with the concept. Yeah. Um, I just feel like if you have to hold on to whatever is going to get you through something, mm -hmm. like, that's trauma. Yeah. And I'm not saying your personal story was trauma. I feel like that's what it sounds like I'm saying because I'm coming off the heels of what you shared. Mm -hmm. But I just, I yeah, I don't, I love the song. I love singing it. I love the way it sounds. I've never had a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And then really looking at it and being like oh this is how i feel about it like this is self-aware but mm -hmm. man this is not like a, this is not good right and this is being very upfront with someone this is a horrible idea you're gonna have to hold on to something to get you through it mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna abandon you repeatedly and come back maybe it's not repeatedly but at least once mm -hmm. and i just i don't know i just don't understand why people responded different because he see he's because he put it in a package it's the sultry lyric groovy package uh -huh. and so it's like a christmas present or something or when he wears his cardigan i guess so you keep saying that people responded different i think this is a perfect segue into like hmm. share with me some of these different responses that we had Ooh, what well are some done. listener feedback well done that's why you host the podcast um before i get into listener feedback i will share oh well i'm all over the place in my screenshots today i will share that 95 percent of the Instagram followers always play, five oh. percent skip, and that is for sure the highest percentage. Absolutely, we've had. and I was interested in that dynamic yeah. because it was so strong. Let's see. At Heidi Stroll Romero said, "I love the sound of the song. It has a great groove." Obviously, Lucas agrees with you. Yes. At Martin underscore twenty nine oh six, this one is always insane live. Greed ultimate grooviness greed the amount of times i've had to read the word groove <laughs> not that i'm mad that's how i describe it too mm. at rosie 083 jam so hard yep j.rock.yo hearing live versions made me fall in love with the song that's where i cut off the live version comments because man do people have a response to this song uh, really something happens to it live it really comes alive here's where things go off the rails for me no offense to holly ac589 sexy bluesy quote turns the ladies on john end quote for me so good and i get that mm -hmm. i get that the sound mm -hmm. the guitar the voice yeah especially when you're getting up there getting those falsetto notes yes but then lyrically i'm like oh no which is a lot like dating you know what I mean? <laughs> for me like oh yeah yeah oh no 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 <laughs> Oh. At <laughs> I love when you do your I just feel sorry for Jill laugh. <laughs> at Stephanie.jones1, where the light is version, greater than sign, studio version, come always. Um, at Megan Foreman said, what's the backstory? 
And I meant to do better research on this. Shoot. See, the, please don't send us direct messages with if you want something shared on the podcast because the problem is mm-hmm. we get a significant amount of them. And so then it get, you can't like really pre there's not like a preview for the messages and there's two different types like general and primary and i can't ever find my way back to it and now i just remember that someone said to me the jennifer no not jennifer jessica simpson referenced the song in her book oh, and okay. i read the book mm-hmm. the whole book oh, wow. and i don't remember what they're talking about specifically except for remembering her saying that he would like break up with her and come back and break up with her and come back and it was like you know, inspiration for mm-hmm. a lot of his songs, the breakup and the coming back, something about him singing songs to her family in their backyard, which reminds me of the garden lyric, although I don't think that's what that's referring to, but <laughs> um, obviously. What do you think it's referring to, <laughs> Jill? <on. laughs> um, so I just feel like that would have been a great thing to discuss right now, but I didn't come prepared enough because it came in a DM and I can't keep track uh, of those. You have to respond in the story or leave it in the comments. Yeah, I didn't see anywhere tied to a specific thing, at least nothing that he's referenced. Well, I don't and, think he's going to too. Yeah, and yeah. actually, so I, I've said before, I get a lot of feedback directly from John because I just watch a lot of YouTube clips. And before the song, <laughs> I was like, you, "Excuse me, have you been calling him?" No, he'll he'll usually say something about the song. Yeah. And this song, there was zero banter before ever on I any mean, of the voices. I mean, if you really I, look at the lyrics, I'm not wrong. It's not. It, it's honest, mm-hmm. but it's not painting a great picture of yourself. So what are you really gonna say before it? Yeah. Um, at Henrik.ee said, you have to talk about the effects. He uses an envelope filter, mm-hmm. parentheses. I like to use parentheses. I see what you did there, Henrik E. Um, a Qtron Plus. Yeah. Which is rare. So, yeah, and Qtrons are, are apparently, like, really hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he does have a Qtron on his rig. But, again, like I said, whether it's a Qtron or an Adrenaline 2 on the actual recording, uh, I, Remains to there, be seen. there are people on the internet who are very convinced of both ways. So at BCUB says, if you rank the Turn the Ladies on category, this is number one. Number one. No. Over Edge of Desire? I don't know. I love his smooth singing voice. So again, it's the package. I think he describes how he's not ready to be involved with someone, but at the same time, how he likes the game of trying. Very accurate. This person is idealizing him, and he warns her about it. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, nothing she said in there is inaccurate. That, right. that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think his language is so colorful and evocative. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me also using big words. Nice. That it just resonates strongly with me in a way that makes me angry. Did you want to say something? So, so you write something down, or is that for That's later? later? Okay. At Carly Porter, uh, 1221, who son started kindergarten today. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, she didn't say that. I just saw the post when oh, I opened nice. her Instagram. And I was like, oh. So what a big day. I she hope... must not be in California. I hope she, I hope she has some are... great pictures. Well, I mean, I didn't look through all of them because I also don't know her. Oh. So, But I followed her back because she's super engaging. Anyway, way too much about Carly's personal life there. <laughs> One of my absolute favorites. To me, it's about trying to explore a new relationship with old habits in the back of your mind. Wondering if old patterns of sabotaging relationships will haunt you again. There's a sense of not wanting to hurt the other person, but wondering if it's inevitable given your track record. I like that pivot. I like that it pivots to show a little of John's insecurities as well in the lyric, who do you love me or the thought of me? Wondering if the other person might be fickle too or whether their affection is superficial. And I will say that Carly's take calmed me down. It's a little bit of a different angle than I took. I hear that. I also don't think that's supported by the text. Ooh. 
Don't you argue with Carly? She's one I, of my favorite followers. Look, I think it's it's great, and yes, it does make it a lot more palatable. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that I think that's a great like PR spin on it. Right? Oh, I wonder if that's what she does for a living. <laughs> but I, I I don't see any wondering here mm-hmm. of am I going to hurt you? Mm-hmm. More of the certainty of like. I guess he says I don't trust myself, right? So I guess yeah, he's leaving so the door there's an open for it. Yeah. yeah. And I just I think it's interesting how he says, no, I'm not the man I used to be lately. Yeah. See, so you met me at an interesting time. And then almost like mocking if my past is any sign of your future, right. which is, first of all, clever wording. So my it, past, it your is, future. Right. Yeah. But if he, had, if, if he had just changed one word there, okay. this whole thing feels very different. So mm-hmm. no, I'm not the man I used to be lately. See, so you met me at an interesting time. But if my past is any sign of your future, you should be warned before I let you inside. But it's and. It's and, right? Okay, I was like, talk the lyrics yeah. song again. No, it, if it was but, though, then we could read those first two lines as him saying, like, hey, I'm reformed. Mm, I'm changing. I'm trying yeah. to be different. Yeah. But the and is just like, I'm a mess. And also, by the way, yeah. I've been a mess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Our friend Anna Van Tassel said... I don't know that I have a strong connection with this song, but I'm partial to all of his songs from Room for Squares, Heavier Things, and Continuum because those were from my teen years, which I feel. You have those time periods that stick with you. This song is such a bop. I love the way it flows. I could listen to it on repeat. The line that's been mentioned already, who do you love me or the thought of me, has always stuck out to me. I'm a pastor's kid, and I remember feeling like guys would date me because of the idea of me. They wanted a, quote, good girl, but it was... But was it really me they wanted? The line is something that stood out to me at that point in my life. There was a lot of comments about that being, um, well, that's my discussion question I was going to say. Right. There's a lot of comments about that. Um, at Neil Waltmeyer, my friend, mm-hmm. we're friends now, says this song is such a groove. <laughs> and I think his intention was to make a turn the ladies on tune. It's a call for help. Hey, ladies, I'm sensitive. And I've failed in the past. <laughs> Come lick my wounds. Love me. Nice. I'm putting the spin with the vocal things there, obviously. Right. It's also a preemptive excuse if he screws up a relationship. Hey, I warned you I was broken. Mm-hmm. As someone who just went through a major breakup at the time Continuum came out, I really identified with it. The do you love me or the thought of me is an amazing lyric. I think a lot of people find themselves in a relationship where they project what they want onto their partner, but their partner never agreed to be that person. I really love the use of horns in the outro as well as the outro lead guitar. The use of horns throughout the album is really good. Love the timing in his guitar bends and the pace of the song. It has a really sense. It has a real sense of tension and will leave you wanting more quality to it. That's a great response. Yeah, that's a plus effort right there. I wish he local. I'm just guessing he doesn't, so he could come on the podcast because that was. That's a plus there. I mean, the accuracy. The horns are great. It's at least live. He was doing it with a, a trumpet and a sax. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always enjoyed um, the horns. There's some muted horn in clarity too. That I really enjoy. Um, yeah, that's that's a plus. We're I, w- end I wonder on if Neil, if Neil's had some uh, uh, some rapscallion in himself at various points in his past. Because it sounds We're like not he, that good of friends. He yet, knows it know. from the inside out. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really. And I think sometimes, like if I were to see the song on the internet and I followed our podcast, I would just like write what I thought too. Mm-hmm. But it's different when you like take the time to. And there's some people who are like, I listen to the song in preparation. Mm-hmm. I read the lyrics. I watched the videos. Love that for yeah. them and for us. And it has changed the way I feel about so many mm. of songs, mostly for the positive, right. not in this case. 
Um, rate, oh, no, you ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jill, is this the song that, uh, is this the John Mayer here who is singing a quiet song? Mm -hmm. Or is this the John Mayer who is turning the ladies on? Like, we seem to know what the people think. Well, to reiterate what the people but think. But you're having hot takes today, so. Mm, very hot with my takes. 82% of Instagram followers thinks it's a turn the ladies on song. 82%, Lucas. Why are you just staring at me? It's a podcast. 18% said quiet if you can't do the math. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. If we're talking about groovy sultriness package, mm -hmm. sure. Turn the ladies on song. I'm fine with that. If we're talking about lyrical content, even though Neil points out, but I've always been that you don't date someone to change them. Mm -hmm. You don't. Lorelai Gilmore said, "Hun, you don't want to be in the business of changing people." To Lorelai, when she was dating, nope, she is Lorelai. When she's dating Rory, nope. When Rory was wow. dating, Lorelai said to Rory, "When Rory when was dating, Jazz probably." Do you I mean, really it can really be, work for any of the yeah, guys, right? Jess. Do you really want to be in the business of changing people? No, no, you do not. And I took that to heart because I accidentally adopted 50% of my personality from that TV show. <laughs> so I just am going to say that it's two categories. And if we're talking about sultry package, which confuses people and makes them date toxic people with red flags, 100% turn the ladies on. But it also, I don't think it's quiet song. I don't think it's any. All right, you ready for my response? Yeah, because I'm tired. <laughs> tired of John. <laughs> never, never. I'm tired of trying to talk. 100% turns no, the ladies on. Absolutely not. Are you what is wrong with these ladies? Can I <laughs> you talk defend the my position? <laughs> yes. Um, are you familiar with the show on HBO Max called F-Boy Island? No. Okay. Why would I be familiar with a show with that name? That sounds ridiculous. It's, are you familiar with oh, show? Oh, yes. I've watched the, all two seasons of it. <laughs> um, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> My wife really likes reality TV. Oh, that does Okay. If you're watching it with Sam, that's different. Yeah. I, I've never once sat down and turned it on, but okay. she turns it on and I share a bed with her. So I mm -hmm. incidentally end up watching it and I can, I'm not going to like act like I didn't enjoy it. Like I enjoyed yeah. it. And I watched the first season as well. So, mm -hmm. okay. But there is this thing that basically the premise is girls have to pick from, there's a, a pool of guys and some of them are self-proclaimed F boys and mm -hmm. some of them are nice guys. Mm -hmm. And th their job is to figure out who is the nice guy and who is the F boy and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and find somebody to love and date and all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And in this most recent season, I'm not going to use any names, so if you haven't watched it's not a spoiler, but a scenario came up where there was this guy who was just like beloved by mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. Even the guys who were competing against him mm -hmm. were just like, he should win. Everyone was like telling the girl, I, I like you. I want you to pick me. You should pick him. Mm -hmm. He's just such a genuine guy. Mm -hmm. He's like the, literally the greatest guy I've ever met. Like they said, does anyone have anything bad to say about him? And these are people competing against him. Got it. Yeah. They stood up and applauded him. Right? Wow. Just this gem of a guy. Did he get picked? If you have, if no. you if you want to know, don't turn, stop listening now. No. no, he didn't. You know who Girls she picked? Like bad guys. She picked an f boy, and oh, she right. knew he was an f boy. Mm -hmm. At this point, it was already out that he was an f boy, mm -hmm. and she picked him anyways mm -hmm. because she said there's something about that, like bad boy. There's a fire. There's an energy. There's a something that's coming off of that that she just wasn't getting from the other guy. 
Okay, so, these people are really young, I'm guessing. So not everybody is going to respond in that way. I totally understand you, given your life experiences Me and, and, and your family of origin and the yeah. things that you've gone through, mm -hmm. why that would not appeal to you. Mm -hmm. You're not a bad boy lover. Mm -hmm. You're not going to date Jess. Oh, well, I would date Jess in a heartbeat. Because of the way he looks, not the character Jess Mariano. You would date Milo Ventimiglia. Milo Ventimiglia. Okay, you there might you have go. the words, but I have the <laughs> pop culture. Go ahead. Um, but for a lot of people, mm -hmm. while they're, they, they're, they want a nice guy, there's got to be enough bad boy in there. Sure. There's got to be enough bad boy I in there to that. keep it exciting. I get that. No one wants to marry Ned Flanders. I don't know who that is. Simpsons. Never watched an episode of oh, okay. Well, the maybe I were. don't have the pop culture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this bad boyness right here mm -hmm. is peak. Like, we didn't have the words for it back then, but he's peak F boy. Like, thank just, God we didn't have the word for it back then. Right? That poor man. <laughs> this, is, this, this, is, this is peak that. This is peak, like, I am trouble and I'm so intoxicating. I'm so attractive in multiple ways, not just the way I look, but my personality, the skills I have, the mm -hmm. lifestyle I live. I can tell you, look, I'm trouble. And you're like, I don't care. Wow. I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Quit looking so smug. <laughs> I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I have mutual friends who have 100% fallen for this. Oh, a look in your eyes tells me exactly who you're talking about. Quite a few, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we've all gone through that phase. Mm-hmm. As Lorelai Gilmore said, right. we all it's about time for Jess. We all go through that phase. Yep. We all go through the guy with the motorcycle, which is just more of a metaphor. They don't actually have to have the motorcycle. Yep. Uh, okay, next. All right. Uh, so this is going to be a, a, an interesting <laughs> response here. Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer? Song sound. Yeah. Singing the song in my car, watching the song live, not particularly worrying about the lyrics. 4.5. No, I'm sorry. 4.0. 4.0. Okay, the okay. points are okay. important. Overall, deep dive lyrically, two point yeah. five. Yeah, you're 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 very sassy pants about this song. I've been in a sassy mood all day, <laughs> which I don't think it all started with my hair braid this morning, and then it just got sassier from there. What I what I like is that you and I tend to be on opposite ends when one of us is sassy about a song. Like I wasn't crazy yeah. about Wild Blue, and yeah. you're like, "What is wrong with you?" And now like you're not crazy about the song. And I'm like, "Oh no, I totally get it." My favorite part is before we hit record, we're always like, "You know, I don't really have that much to say about the song." And then you go, "I don't either." I was hoping you'd carry it, and then we talk for 15 minutes, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, neither you or I have ever really had a hard time of filling Talking? space with no, words. No, I love chatting. That's why we kind of do it for a living, you know. Yeah. So, um, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I, I gotta go all in on this one. This is a like a five for me. Like the music of is, it is just the music is so incredible, and like yeah. Also, I have a different viewpoint than you because I don't want to date John Mayer. So the fact that he's like saying like, "Hey, I'm trouble. Stay away from me." Hey, at least he's a warning people, you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't have a connection to, like, get angry about that. Like, yeah, try to be better. I'm not angry sure. about it. I was just surprised. I, I think that it's, you know, very, I love self-aware. So uh -huh. that's great. This right. was self-aware. But I just was surprised that I do tend to side with the internet. Mm -hmm. I mean, not the internet, but our Instagram followers. We right. have specific questions. So it just caught me off guard. I mean, I guess no the, one's right or wrong. Well, I guess the healthier thing as grown, mature so adults in our 40s. Yeah. The healthier thing is if you feel like you're in this destructive of a place, mm -hmm. just don't date. 
Yeah. Yeah. Save because, everyone yes. the trouble. And you know what? You're right. This that's the thing. It's being forty because he was not pushing forty in the friends. Oh, here. he was certainly when not. When you were in your forties, I am hoping you don't have the time or patience or anything for any of this kind of nonsense. Like, yes, everyone comes with baggage. I'm not saying that we all aren't going to come with something that people are going to have to work with you on. Right. But this many red flags and this strong of a props we shouldn't date yeah. is probs you shouldn't date then well yeah i mean this is a conversation i've had with my wife a million times of like you know i mentioned i was not the person who, like you're making yourself way worse than you were by the way oh um but like whereas like well i but i would tell these girls mm -hmm. like this is where i'm at the same way i told her like this is who i am this is what i yes, am but i told you at the time yeah i okay, know i know that's point. my point i'm proving your point yes. i told you at the time stop telling them that that's gonna make them like you more but we were children back then <laughs> yes. we're adults now right and now from this vantage point i realized okay I, that was unhealthy it's not enough just to put the responsibility on somebody else like mm -hmm. oh well i told you so you hurt yeah. yourself basically yeah like okay if you know this person is going to end up hurt you have a responsibility to not let it progress to a place where they're going to get you hurt. know whose fault it is it's sitcoms faults and rom-coms aliens and com because you want to be the exception not the yeah. rule like he's just not that into you is one right. of my favorite movies yep. because you see so many stories you hear so many stories you watch so many tv shows where oh he was so brooding and and even like jess like jess opened up and ended up being like this great guy in the later seasons yes. of gilmore girls and in the revival arguably one of the best male characters agreed so you just are reinforced over and over again as a girl that that's what love is that you have to change someone and you're so special and you're the chosen one and shame on people who write stuff moving on it's patriarchal society yeah that too that says that women have to cater to what men are mm -hmm. because in the patriarchal society then the men is the standard right what a man is that's the standard yeah but we're trying to change that exactly but i'm saying that's the fault yeah the fault is that and it says okay so woman if you don't like how men are then it's your responsibility mm -hmm. to change them instead of saying hey men stop being idiots yeah. yeah yeah and the sooner that we as a culture start getting our men to look at ourselves mm -hmm. and say we've got to be better it's not a woman's job to raise me she's not my yeah. mother she's yeah. my lover it's yeah. my job to be evolved and mature enough and have worked through my own baggage and my own stuff to the place where we can be equals and mm -hmm. partners and not and i'm not just some screaming man child you know yeah break it down lucas you tell him yeah Discussion questions. Lots of therapy, friend. Lots of therapy. <laughs> My discussion question was going to be, have you ever had a similar experience? But I think we you know that. Yeah. Have that. I have never told someone that they can't, what? I was just wondering if I've ever had it on the other way. Has someone told me? No. Yes. No, girls yes. don't do that. Nope. Are you going to talk about it? or? I'm not going to say your name. I feel but... like I should know this, but I don't. Oh, yes, you have. Yeah. No, you can't say her name. No, Too yeah. many. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I've had a similar experience. Okay. In that, sort of, that everyone told me not to date this one person. Mm -hmm. They're like, whatever you do, don't date this person. Despite the fact that he's extremely good looking mm -hmm. and... Successful. And successful. Charming. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Yeah, y'all are crazy. And made you feel kind of like the princess in the movie that you're like, this guy Totes. is interested Totes. in me. Yeah. They checked all the rom-com boxes. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. 
And so he never specifically said it, but his reputation definitely spoke for itself within our community. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, he didn't say it, but it's like he knew I must have heard it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like there was like an unspoken, like this is how I am, probs, this is going to end, like crash and burn situation. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that's why I'm so mad at this song. My next question is, does it bother you that there's parentheses in the title? Because it bothers me and I don't know why. Yeah. It why felt like he couldn't, there? Like he couldn't make a decision to have them or not have them i'm sure there was some record label uh stuff going on there mm. there may have even been like i don't know how long ago this is like i don't want to be anachronistic here but like yeah i hate when you're anachronistic there may have been some seo like search engine optimization going mm. on um I, I i i'm not entirely sure but yeah it, it's like make up your mind either it's there or it's not yeah but, and it's just like i don't know if a lot of his other songs have parentheses no i can't think, I can't of, think of any single one and he can have a lengthy title yeah as we've discussed so i don't understand why this needed to be qualified walt grace submarine test exactly. january yeah, nothing yeah. there's in parentheses guys so i don't it seems like a super weird thing but i remember the first time we talked about it because it's the song you played uh -huh. and you kept saying parentheses with loving you every right. time i bring it up and that it just bugs me. Not you doing that, but that it has parentheses. So stupid and nitpicky, but you got to fill the discussion question segment with something. Do you, you have go. anything? I just want to add one thing. Yeah. If you are a fan of the lyrics in the bridge, which most people seem to be, who do you love me or the thought of me? Mm -hmm. The new Black Bear album is out, and I'm a massive fan of it. I think it's incredible. There's a song, the lead single from that album is called The Idea. And it's like, essentially that. He's like, yeah. Is it me that you love or the idea? Are you in love with me or the idea? You right. know? So if you want to further study this idea of songs written about do you love me or do you love the idea of me, Blackbird's got you covered. I love that constantly you say things to me like before you talk, do you know who Shawn Mendes is? Oh my god. And then gosh. I yell at you and the one time you don't ask, no idea who Blackbird is. You don't know who Blackbird is? Why are you yelling at me? This is why I always ask. I think I saw you post about it. In yeah. Because I'm, 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 I'm really into it. Okay, I got to tell you a quick Black Bear story because mm. this is actually some, somewhat John Mayer irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, irrelevant? No, irrelevant. So uh, his last album came out and I was really into his last album then. And so I started watching stuff with him. And it's basically, the last album is like a breakup album. It's an incredibly sad album. If you're in a breakup, do not listen to it. It's too much. You have to be in a great place to listen to it. Um, but he was like, yeah, he was talking about going through difficulty with his, uh, baby mom. It's a girl he'd been with before he got famous mm -hmm. and how he really wanted to work it out with her because they had a kid together mm -hmm. and he didn't want to be one of those guys who gets famous and then leaves like his, his first love for some like actress or famous person, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Flash forward to like a couple of days ago, like two days ago at the VMAs. He shows up and he's with this girl and she's stunning. And I'm like, oh no, he yeah. left baby mama at home. Too bad. Because this girl is beautiful, all right? Mm. I guess she must be a model or whatever. And so then I'm like, okay, who is she? Let me find out. It's she her. is baby mama. Oh, I love that for him. Like, oh, no wonder you're trying to leave her at home. Like, <laughs> they've had another kid together. They're Aww. still together. They, you know, like, I'm I'm always team baby daddy and ba team baby mama. Like, I think we all are to some yeah. degree. So anyways, I, I love me some, some Black Bear. Um, so next week is your pick? Next week is my pick. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Oh, That's okay. not true. I have, uh, if I had to pick right now, I know what I would say. What would you say? If I had to pick right now, I would say Heartbreak Warfare. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Then. That was so the runner-up for my last you're pick. You're not comfortable making but a I, commitment. I yet. don't want to commit. No, I want to take some time and be an f boy and kind of like you know. Got it. Yeah. 
I want to, you know. Well, when they listen to this, we'll have to know by then. So really, you're only leading me on. Yeah. <laughs> there is no delay. Well, you should know out. better. I post at like 6 a.m. <laughs> yes. I'll, I, I will spend some genuine time thinking about it okay. tonight, and then I'll let you know. I hope everyone has a fabulous week. And if someone is throwing red flags at you, you Just do hold you. on to whatever you can. You do Just you. hold on. But maybe remember some nuggets of wisdom from this podcast. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll Bye. talk to you soon.